Flyers Daily with Jason Mertidis. Day five of the hockey hiatus. This is Flyers Daily. And welcome to your Flyers Daily episode for March 16th, a Monday. We should have been coming off a couple of games this weekend against the Minnesota Wild on Saturday. And uh, it would be the day after the Flyers took on Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid, and the Edmonton Oilers. But that is not the situation the NHL finds itself in right now. Uh, we're in the pause. And uh, if you're listening right now, thank you so much for continuing to listen. I got so much great stuff planned while we're dealing with the hockey hiatus. A lot of great alumni player profiles. We're going to go through this roster from stem to stern, bring on experts and talk to them about uh, individual players on this team right now, how they've done so far, far this year, how they've developed, what they still need to get better at, all those things with expert analysts. So a lot of great stuff coming on to, to fill your hockey void uh, until we can get this game back on the ice. Now, we do have some news that came out on Sunday, a couple of things. The CDC, first and foremost, the Center for Disease Control, uh, did put out a memo on Sunday. And what they're saying is that gatherings of 50 people or more should be canceled or postponed for the next eight weeks in order to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus, coronavirus. According to a new guidance from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the federal agency issued the same recommendation Sunday night, acknowledging large gatherings could, quote, contribute to the spread of the illness. And they go on to say this recommendation is made in an attempt to reduce the introduction of the virus into new communities and to slow the spread of the infection in communities already affected by the virus. So if we use that as a sort of a, a guideline, if you will, uh, the eight weeks, really that takes us from this point right now to May 10th. So uh, Bob McKenzie from TSN put out a, a tweet that said, for anyone who thinks this hiatus of, well, well, just about everything is going to be quite temporary, well, this would suggest the best case scenario may be at least two months. So eight weeks from today is May 10th. So I asked the question on Twitter, what does it look like if that is the best case scenario and the best case scenario is achieved? How should the NHL move forward? Now, Adrian Wojnarowski, who covers uh, the NBA, tweeted out, the CDC recommendations of no events of 50-plus people for the next two months comes as a number of NBA owners and executives increasingly believe a best-case scenario is a mid-to-late June return to play for the NBA with no fans, league scouting for possible arena dates all the way through August. Now, the NBA does start a little later in the fall than hockey does. Hockey's first week is usually the first week of October. Training camps open around the 10th of September. So you have to consider the off-season ramifications here as well. And one thing Gary Bettman did say last week and several of his media availabilities is that he did not want to do anything to disrupt the following season. He wants to play a full 82 for the 2020-21 NHL season and not allow this to disrupt that. So maybe that's in their thinking. They're trying to come up with a plan that will not disrupt that. So that could come at the cost of the remaining regular season uh, schedule here in the 2019-20 season, uh, a decision not to play that once they reach a certain point. Or it could uh, mean some truncated uh, playoff rounds coming up in the Stanley Cup playoffs, whether that's a best of three in round one or a best of five, or maybe rounds one and two are three or five uh, best ofs in those rounds. I'm not sure, and I'm sure they have all these dates kind of marked on the calendar because there's a lot of unknowns here, obviously, still. So we're not sure exactly what that is going to mean, uh, but we do know that, uh, from what he said at least, at that point, that they did not want to disrupt the following year. 
So let's go through our Twitter responses here on the tweet that I put out, basically asking people what should the NHL do based on the May 10th return if that were to happen? Would they, should they just start a normal 4 by 7 playoffs, four rounds, best of seven? Uh, that would end around July 10th, so that's still plenty of time for players to kind of recoup. Now remember, too, it's not the entire league that has to recoup for the start of another season. It's only the two teams that go to the Stanley Cup Final that would be playing into July. Now, half the field gets eliminated, eight teams, in round number one. So that would roughly be, by the end of May, they would be enjoying their summer break, if you will. Again, four teams get eliminated, and so on and so forth. So it's not every team that is going to play into July. It's just a select couple. And look, they'll have still six weeks off. If they play till July 10th, maybe you push training camp back two weeks and you, and you shorten, not shorten training camp, but maybe you play a little less preseason and you start the NHL season a week later, like around uh, April 5th or October 15th. And that way, you still got plenty of time to recover. It's not as long as normal, and it's always difficult for teams that get to a cup final, especially after playing four by seven, you know, four series best of seven in the war that that is. But it's not that completely out of the realm of possibility. I, I don't want to shorten two seasons. I don't want to shorten this one by ending it prematurely and and also shortening next season. The game is meant to be played in the 82-game season. That's the way it is. Records, I know all that stuff. That seems kind of short-sighted right now, but uh, I don't want to. One of my last-ditch options is to move into shortening next season. Now, I know they played a 48-game season not long ago uh, because of the lockout, but that's not ideal in my opinion, although it does make those 48 games incredibly tense because they mean so much because there's less games and there's less opportunity if you get behind in the standings. But that being said, maybe they could even, if they did go to a shortened schedule, they could uh, make the playoff pool even bigger. But a key part of this too, is this a league that shares revenue with the players, have HRR, hockey-related revenue, and for the salary cap to go up, they need HRR to go up. So they need hockey-related revenue to split, and that also determines how uh, high the salary cap is. So I I don't think the players are going to be looking to chop off games in another season if they have to chop off some games this year, especially because if they chop off games this year, their escrow and the money they have escrowed, according to the CBA, could get up into the 22% range, which is pretty damn nasty. You combine that with taxes, and all of a sudden, you know, a guy that's making $2 million a year, he's not getting $2 million a year. A lot of that's going to escrow, 22%, if that were the case, and then the taxes to boot. So uh, that's one thing that you have to consider from a player's perspective. So let's get to some of the tweets. Guys that tweeted in and and uh, had uh, their ideas on what they think the NHL should do, and that's Broad Street Bully 35 tweets, and he says, top 10 in each conference based on points percentage, maybe weight by home road games played. Top team in each division gets a bye. Best of threes, three versus 10, four versus nine, round robin for everyone left, best, best to play a seven-game series for the conference title, and then the Stanley Cup final. It's a little complicated for me. I, I don't love it, and I don't love that the top two teams are going to be having a bye when they come back. They're having a bye from what? From not playing for two months? I think they want to get on the ice and play and knock off the rust with everybody else. That could be a severe disadvantage for those top two teams. Playing a team that just went through a, top, a best of three to get to them, I don't like that scenario at all because those teams are now back playing and in rhythm, and the top two teams that got the bye still haven't played a game since last week. Anthony Venezia tweets in, and he says, start the playoffs based on points percentage and have a normal playoff format. So four by seven, assuming that goes in late into the summer, have a condensed season next year, 
that starts later in the fall than usual. Less games equals less revenue. You know, he's thinking the right way, which the NHL would want to avoid, but don't compromise the playoffs. I, I agree. I don't like compromising the playoffs, but we're in a, a rare situation here. I'm fine compromising round one and round two. I'm not fine compromising uh, a conference final and a Stanley Cup final. Not ready to do that. Uh, me tweets in. Amp Steelers on Twitter says, call the regular season right now, then wait the eight to ten weeks and hold the best of seven series based off of the current standings. Legs will be fresh, so you can do seven games in eight or nine days. No fans still. Extra refs in the stands and media only. Hold all the games in the same state at multiple arenas. And I don't think you can pull that off. I don't think where you're going to play at, like, you know, Iceworks in Aston or Ice Line in Westchester or Hatfield uh, Ice Complex. I, I like your thinking, and there's no way that they're going to agree, even though the legs are fresh to play seven games in eight or nine days. You can't play three days in a row. You just can't do that. Ryan tweets in. He says, I don't think they play again this year. Well, I know a lot of people think that way, Ryan. I don't think that. I think that they end up, they will finish this season. They will award a Stanley Cup. I don't know how they'll do it just yet. None of us know. They don't know. Gary Bettman doesn't know. Bill Daly doesn't know. But I think they will play again this year. Uh, Matt says, end the regular season and jump right into the playoffs. Use a seeding committee similar to the NCAA and rank the teams, the top eight teams in each conference, one through eight, regardless of division. Now, that's pretty interesting. Uh, you got to find independent arbitrator uh, seating people, if you will, to do that. I don't know who that is. I don't know that you can use media or national media because there's, you know, they'll say, well, the Canadians uh, have a bias towards the Canadian teams because it's better for them when they're in there. So I, I like your thought process, though. I do like the one versus eight. Uh, one plays eight, two plays seven, three plays six. Um, and come up with uh, a seeding system based on uh, non-biased views, but I just don't know that they can find that and make that work. Anthony tweets in Spunky41182, and he says, one week return to camp, two to four game mini season finish, three five game first round, uh, five game second round, and then seven game conference and cup finals. Yeah, you and I are kind of thinking along the, uh, the same lines there. Jason Stanley tweets in, he says, start the playoffs immediately. But change the format to best of seven. I guess he means that for all four rounds. Uh, I don't agree. I, You may have to do that. I get it. But I'm trying to get a best of seven in the conference final. And certainly the Stanley Cup final has to be a best of seven. JC says, maybe just go with the top six teams in each conference for the playoffs. Well, the Flyers would fall into that. So, you know, the top three teams in the Atlantic is Boston, Tampa Bay, and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Top three teams in the Metro would be the Flyers. Well, Washington Flyers and Pittsburgh. So you could do that. The problem is, is how are you going to see them? Who plays who? I guess what you could do is just make the top points. So Boston would get the team in the conference with the lowest amount of points. That would be Toronto. I'm sure they would love that. And then Tampa Bay would end up getting Pittsburgh and the Flyers would get Washington. So there's a way around that. Uh, Michael Fisher uh, tweets in and says, quarantine all players and staff starting now. Ensure everyone is uninfected. Restart practice mid-April and playoffs early May with no fans. And if things improve, reinstate fans at some point. Uh, While the players are under a self-quarantine right now, the league has told all players to return to the city where they play because they're worried about guys being able to get in-country or out-of-country if they play in a Canadian market. If a Canadian player came to the U.S. to sit out this period of time, uh, they want them in their home market. Originally, they said that they could leave if they had family uh, elsewhere, but that is uh, that has changed from Friday into Saturday. They changed that uh, decision. Jay Baraldi tweets in. I like his idea, but uh, practice is open on May 20th. Playoffs begin Memorial Day weekend. It's only the top eight teams 
all best of seven. So you'd have two rounds. You'd have the top four teams in each conference. So the, the Bruins would take on Tampa Bay. The Flyers would take on the Caps. The Blues would take on the Avalanche. And the Golden Knights would take on the Oilers. And it's not a bad idea. They, they may get to that point where you just have to eliminate the first two rounds of the playoffs, which is a shame because the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs is the most treacherous round in, of playoffs in any sport <laughs> where literally an eight seed can beat a one seed. We saw it last year where an eight seed swept a one seed, and not only a one seed, but a great one seed who had 128 points in the regular season. Uh, Rob McMahon tweets in and says, hate to say it, but cancel. If they continue and the season ends in July, there'll be next to no offseason to rest, get them healthy and refreshed for next season. Yeah, I, I don't agree with that. These are professional athletes. In two months or six weeks, they can get enough rest and relaxation in there. They don't stop training anyway. A lot of these guys are off for about a week, and then they get right back out there on the ice and start training both on and off the ice. So I, I don't agree with that. I know some players will have some injuries that they'd like to heal up, but again, only two teams will play that late into the summer. It's not the entire league. Kevin Todd says 2012-13 was 48 games. If possible, why not have the postseason this year and shorten next year? Well, I kind of answered that from the beginning. I don't want to shorten next year at all. Maybe there's a, a little bit where you could go 70 next year, but I don't want to go below 70 or 72 games next year. Philly 4 for 4 says regular season ends with standings as they are right now. First two rounds are best of five with the conference finals and Stanley Cup finals still being best of seven. You're, you, you and I are thinking along the same lines. The only problem with what you wrote is the regular season ends with the standings as they are right now. They all haven't played an even number of games. So you'd have to go, I guess you would have to go to winning percentage over points. Andrew Walton says best of three for the first two rounds, best of seven the last two rounds, winning percentage for seeding, and one game play in for the eighth seed. Not a bad idea. That, that That's something that probably is on their board and a possibility. Chris Costello says May 10th is the best case scenario. Coronavirus will still be prevalent, although hopefully we have better control or more under control. And it's really uh, going to be recommended at that point to have 20K fans in the stands. No, they'll probably start, I would imagine, with no fans. Tiger Ryan 55 says, play it out as soon as they can restart uh, with a normal playoff normalcy is what we need right now. And sports can bring that. Eh, it's a good point. A year without a cup would just be a huge exclamation point on this whole thing. Yeah, it really would. It would be another uh, part of this that just, it, the whole thing sucks. We all know that this whole thing sucks. We all have to live different right now. A lot of us are restricted in where we can go. A lot of people not working uh, are, are working from home. So yeah, but the no cup would be a huge exclamation point on it as well. Nick4888 on Twitter says, play the rest of the regular season schedule, then the playoff standard 4 by 7 and start the uh, next league year on January 1st to allow proper rest and offseason for players. Shorten season next year, it's the right thing to do for teams on the cusp. I totally disagree, Rick. Totally disagree. Why would you start a, the season on January 1st? That is insanely late. Do you think that this playoff is going to go into uh, – into October, that's way too long of a layoff. So layoff. So I disagree with you on that. Guillaume Paranod tweets in and he says, best of three full league tournament. It would give fans from all cities a little bit of hockey to enjoy. No, I'm out. <laughs> I don't want a best of three. Like, why should Detroit get into a best of three tournament? They st they had they are on pace to have the worst record and point total of any team in the salary cap era. I don't think they don't deserve playoffs. Their fans don't deserve playoffs. That team's going through a rebuild right now. Ottawa does not deserve playoffs. So, no, I, I'm not in for that. I don't like a best of three full league tournament in any way, shape, or form. But I appreciate you 
you chime in, Guillaume. Appreciate that. Uh, last one, Lariat says, I'm all for resuming uh, with the playoffs starting immediately since the Flyers will be in, but what does that do for free agencies' contracts and on July 1st? Well, they would obviously extend uh, the league year to whenever the Stanley Cup, a couple days after the Stanley Cup, the latest date it could be awarded, uh, and they would have to do that in tandem with the NHLPA. I don't think it would be a problem. Um, they're going to have to shade some things no matter what, and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of bending that's going to have to be done here between the the league and the PA. So I don't think that's an issue, but um, it's something a hurdle that they're going to have to overcome because it, it, you're right, the league year does technically end on June 30th, and so do contracts and players that are in the last year of their deal and players that are in the last year of their deal. Their contract ends on June 30th, so they'll have to extend that, but I don't think that'll be that much of an issue. All right, everybody, thanks for listening to Flyers Daily. If you have not subscribed yet, please do so. Get subscribed and leave us a rating and review, and we appreciate it. And again, I got a lot of great stuff planned. We're going to really dive into this current team. We're going to dive into some great Flyers moments, talk to some key members from those moments, like that five-overtime game back on May the 4th in 2000 between the Flyers and the Penguins. Maybe that Ottawa Senators game in May 14th, 2004, the brawl and all those penalties, and get a guest on from uh, from those teams to, to give us some firsthand perspective. But we appreciate you listening. We'll bring you another episode tomorrow here on Flyers Daily. Thanks for listening, everybody. Enjoy your hockey. From the coast to-